This is the MIT Alumni Books Podcast. I'm Joe McGonigal, Director of Alumni Education. Fans of the MIT Assassin Guild will appreciate the setting of Olivia Blackburn's new novel, Midnight Thief. Midnight Thief is the story of a young woman, Kyra, making her way through adolescence in a medieval village and struggling with the decision to join a local Assassin's Guild or be true to her native roots. Here's an excerpt. It was like the world around her disappeared. The storehouse turned fuzzy. Sounds became muffled. Everything went out of focus except for the manservant's body crumpled now at her feet. Kyra stared at him, then at his blood-soaked hands. What had she done? James wasted no time. Ignoring Kyra completely, he signaled Rand. With well-practiced efficiency, Rand disentangled his body from Kyra, threw it over his shoulder, and carried it outside. James gave a few short instructions to Shay and Alex, who picked up some last bundles and scanned the area to clear any signs of their presence. Then he approached Kyra, who was still frozen near the door. Clean yourself off and stay out of the way. Within minutes, they were ready to leave. As Shay pulled her out of the storehouse, she looked for the body but didn't see it anywhere. Her mind was thick and cloudy, disconnected from the rest of her. Somewhere in the fog, there might have been thoughts screaming to be heard, but she walked in a haze. At one point, they were in front of the kennel, and James ordered her to unlock the door. Somehow, they made their way out. James grabbed her arm outside the guildhouse, so hard that she cried out. But the pain brought her back to her senses, and she looked up to find him staring at her. Wash yourself out back, he said. Kyra fled out the back door, casting about until she got her bearings. She saw the basin and thrust her hands in. This late at night, the water was freezing. She whimpered at the shock, but she kept her hands submerged, rubbing them underwater until she could no longer feel them. When they finally came clean, she inspected her clothing. Her outer tunic was stained and crusted with red-brown splotches. She pulled it off and threw it away in disgust. She was shaking violently now, chilled by the cold water and wind. She crept, trembling, back into the guildhouse. The others were still unpacking the bundles, and James stood talking to Alex in the corner. Kyra stepped toward them, then stopped. She couldn't. Even Rand looked dangerous and frightening in the flickering lanterns. Kyra took one last look at James to make sure he wasn't watching and bolted for the front door. Once out on the street, she ran. Midnight Thief is Blackburn's debut novel. Blackburn, who received her Ph.D. in Course 9 in 2013, returned to writing young adult fiction during her grad years, which focused on the neurocorrelates of reading in children. Her hero struggles with inequality, labor disputes, and national security in medieval times. The novel is also a psychological tale about war. Livia Blackburn, thanks for joining me. Talk about how the idea for this book first came to you. It did start back in high school, and um, I actually wrote it to get out of a camping requirement. Uh, Every year we have to go on some kind of camping trip. It's called experiential education and supposed to build character or something. And it's like this really, you know, it's not... It's hardcore camping. And I think after a few years, I decided I had enough character to build. So um, there was this other option. You could uh, propose a different project. Instead, I said, well, maybe I can write a novel because it's sort of like camping. <laughs> Not really. And uh, to my surprise, you know, it got passed. And uh, so my sophomore year, I wrote about 40 pages of a novel. Um, it was about a thief uh, named Lana. And she had a best friend, Kyra. And um, throughout high school, you know, I worked on the novel on and off. It was my senior project as well. And so by the end of high school, I had about 80 pages. It was not very good at all. It read like a novel written by a high schooler trying to get out of a camping trip. 
But I did get one piece of really good advice from an English teacher. He told me, well, this one character, Kyra, she's the most interesting character out of all of them. She has the most personality. And so I went to college, focused on uh, biochemistry, didn't really do any reading or writing for about you know 10 years or so. And then fast forward to now I'm a grad student at MIT in the Brain and Cognitive Sciences Department. I'm in my third year and I'm taking a neuroscience course at Harvard Medical School. And, uh, you know, it's cold in the fall. So when I'm waiting for the M2 shuttle, I wait in the Harvard Coop and they had a display one day when I was reading. Um, there was this hot new YA series coming out it's about a, a girl and her vampire boyfriend, of all things. I just I picked it up and started reading and just got incredibly addicted bought all four books, went back home, read the whole thing in about three days. And that just kind of reminded me, you know, how much I loved reading and, you know, how I had once wanted to be a YA author. And so I went back, took Kyra and built a story around her this time. It was a nice break from my PhD research, you know, to come home and do something completely different. And uh, so that took me about three years writing and I, I gradually got more serious, got a critique group, you know, researched agents. And uh, so it turns out I got interest fairly quickly you know, about the book. They all had such great ideas about how I could take the book further, um, how I could make it better. And I thought, as a first-time novelist, I could really use the support system to make it a good novel. So I did sign on with an agent. I guess the rest is history after that. You know, uh, we sold to Disney Hyperion, and I worked on it with my editor for uh, another two or three rounds of revision, and it came out in July. I frequently ask, how is your MIT education alive and well in this book? I don't know that it applies here, but uh, can you tell me? Especially since my dissertation was on the neural correlates of reading in children. It sounds like it's pretty similar, but actually my dissertation was more on the word level, uh, like letter recognition, word recognition, um, whereas a novel is more on a global scale. So I would say my research itself didn't really apply. But what I found really helpful, though, was the social psychology I learned while studying for my quals. So I learned a lot about you know, different cultures, different ways of viewing things, different worldviews. And um, in my novel, there's several different societies. It was really useful to use that knowledge to build different societies that you know, thought differently uh, than we do. The book seems kind of timeless, a coming-of-age story for a young woman figuring out her identity in a city called Forge in my mind immediately jumps to the Middle Ages, although there are some anachronisms in it. I laugh when I get to the wicking shirts, I said. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like a medieval um, medieval dry weave or something. But you seem to avoid putting us in a certain time. Was there a, an effort on your part to make it more timeless? Honestly, uh, part of it was laziness, really, art. Well, see, if I chose a certain time, then then I would be wrong on certain things. So part of it was just uh, make things safer for me is to make it in a different world. And I mean, it's not in our world. It's, you know, it's in a world with magic. And so in that sense, like it made sense that it wouldn't match up completely to uh, a time in our world. It's the story of Kyra struggling among three worlds. Meet her first as a peasant. Uh, she finds work for the Assassin's Guild and and she ends up as a spy for the royal establishment, seeking to right the wrongs from within the feudal system. Did you think of current events as you wrote this? I was kind of. Um, so the, uh, the themes kind of came in subconsciously. And then it was my editor, actually, who suggested that I play up the social class issues. And 
that time, that was when the whole um, 99% the protests were going on all over the country. And um, so then, you know, she mentioned it and, you know, that really struck a chord with both of us. And it really, you know, gave me you know something to work off of. Yeah, it, it's interesting how, you know, things going on kind of seep into your consciousness. I'm, I'm writing the sequel right now. And um, without giving too many spoilers, there's a crime that occurs. And um, the people who commit it don't get... Uh, they, uh, they have the charges dropped against them because they're in a position of power. And I'm writing it, and then, you know, <laughs> things are currently happening that are uh, relevant to that as well. So it's funny how it just kind of seeps into your fiction, I think, just what's going on. Amazon's uh, algorithm tells me that customers who bought Midnight Thief also bought books by Mary Pearson, by Mary Weber, by Sarah Larson, by Danielle Jensen. Do you consider it an honor to be among some of these? How do you see uh, your rise here in your uh, uh, career as a novelist? One of the best things I think about getting back into YA is that I've kind of rediscovered reading uh, for myself as well. Um, some of the Autobots you mentioned, I haven't read any of them yet, but I really want to read the Mary Pearson. I've actually um, met Mary Pearson just on the circuit. She, she's very nice. I really want to read that book. And um, uh, there's a Snow Like Ashes that uh, I'm really excited about reading as well. Um, my favorite series at the moment is the Queen's Thief series by Megan Whalen Turner. Um, I think the third book in that series, The King of Otolia, might be one of my favorite books ever. I, I do notice myself, you know, taking inspiration from their work as well. I have little, a few little in-jokes in my current novel that kind of are nods to the books I've really enjoyed recently. Tell me about just the reading audience. It's such a different audience uh, that you met at on the book circuit or um, that you hear from in correspondence. So, you know, when I first you know went out on book tour, I was, I was kind of nervous about public speaking because, you know, it's, it's not my favorite thing to do. Um, but then um, it was so much fun. And I soon realized that, you know, public speaking to a YA book audience is completely different from, you know, giving a scientific talk at a conference. You know, um, people are, you know, they're happy to see you and they're not waiting to shoot down all your all your data or something, you know, it's all very fun. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed it. And I, I think that's probably, you know, the most um, rewarding aspect of being an author is you know, just uh, I love hearing people's reactions as they're reading, you know, what they make of the characters. And um, I think one thing that I understood kind of cerebrally but not like really had a grasp on was how differently everyone will interpret a certain work so you know one person will think that Kyra is a super strong heroine uh because uh she sticks to her principles while another person will think that Kyra is a completely weak character because you know, she doesn't like to kill people and it's just really interesting seeing how you know I put the work out there and then people are viewing it through all their different lenses I guess also with my psychology background, I, I find that interesting. There's the great psychological thriller of all time, Macbeth, too, I was reminded of uh, in, in reading this. There's yeah. a washing of the hands that Kyra does uh, at one point. Uh, reminded me a lot of Lady Macbeth. Um, you make reference to the Fell Beast story, Lady Evelyn, etc. Um, did that re require a lot of research on your part, or was it just mostly things you picked up in reading? Uh, well, the Macbeth was another uh, subconscious thing that uh, I picked up on later. Lady Evelyn and the Fell Beast, I just, I kind of just made that one up. And it was um, later on in the edits to round out the world and um, foreshadow some plot developments. And tell me about your career in neuroscience. How's that going? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I got my degree and then um, started writing YA novels. So not doing much of that anymore, um, but still keeping up with what my friends are doing. 
Olivia Blackburn's new book, Midnight Thief, is now available online or at your favorite local bookstore. Olivia Blackburn, thanks for joining me. Oh, well, well, thanks for having me. It was fun.